Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another unscripted episode of Pod Nine. We meet today's very special guest who will be speaking to us on the topic very interesting, like we always bring it to you guys, Pod Too Hot. So, to my special guest, kindly introduce yourself. Hello, audience. I'm Eleanor Chukutem Etekume. It's nice to have you guys here. Nice to have you. It's good to have you. This is our virtual episode. Good to have you here. So, Eleanor, can you kindly tell us who you are, what you do? I am me, and that is me. I'm Miss Eleanor Chukutem. I'm a civil engineer by profession. I'm also a style both hair and clothes. I like the simple things of life. I can be cool, calm, and collected sometimes, but like where I come from, as the saying goes, if you do anyhow, you see anyhow. So we adapt to situations where we find ourselves in such situations. That's me. Um, <laughs> where is this place that you're from? That if you do anyhow, where is that? You see anyhow, it's Delta State. Um, so worry and all. Okay, yeah. I know. Amazing to have you here. And today we're going to be talking on something very special which is body marginalization. So, Arino, so tell us, yeah, have you been a victim? Well, what is body marginalization to you? Have you been a victim of body marginalization before and all? Yeah, a few times I've been a victim and I've also experienced that I've been a victim too. Marginalization, like treating people of some specific group as not being relevant, getting them to the background and then because of their, maybe their size, their shape, their body weight, and all the rest. So that's marginalization. Okay. It could also be from uh, maybe your skin color or other aspect of your physical appearance, actually. Then the body shaming, too. It's also in the same category. When you try to humiliate somebody because of um, maybe mocking them, using critical comments on people's body, their size and their shape, you understand how their weight is somehow, how their size is somehow, how they don't fit in some places and all the rest. You make people to have low self-esteem, you understand. And people with a borderline personality disorder, they suffer a lot from this. A lot of people are affected. Some people go as far as trying to work on their self, changing their cells. That's why you stop doing surgery because people are laughing at them too much. And all the rest is not nice at all. Mm, interesting well this is actually very true because i feel to some extent like you said people not being comfortable with their skin or how the society has made them feel one skin color is better than another or something so now talking about the skin color or something what do you have to say in respect to that what do you think generally what do you think or what advice do you have to women out there or men that are probably suffering from skin issues and all yes for me, God created each human being the way they are. You know, we as humans, we like varieties. Do you understand? So when it comes to human beings too, God created us in varieties. You see, sometimes you eat rice, you eat rice, I'm tired of rice, let me eat something else. You can't just have fat, fat people everywhere. So if you enter a bus, like in Nigerian vehicle, probably you enter a bus, they're not assistant your skin go to the bar because so if there are fat people everywhere how will we manage this our country that we used to enter bus and three people enter where two people are supposed to enter do you understand mm-hmm. so we have yes, right 
God created us varieties. Just like we cannot choose our siblings, we can't choose our parents, we can't choose our body shape when we are born. So I don't see the reason why people will just start. It, it, it's kind of in our culture, though. Like you see people unknowingly to you, sometimes you might laugh. Ah, look at this guy's big tummy. Look at her big boobs. We say these stuffs. But sometimes I, I try to hold myself and say, it's not this person that created him or herself. So why laugh at the person's skin color? This is a good telling you, ah, I like, I prefer dark. Yes, you have preferences. But if you feel like this person is not your preference, keep it to yourself. Don't talk to the person here and feel bad about him or herself. Why, God, why did you create me like this? We differ just like um, everything that God created differs. Everybody has their preference. Some people like fat, some people like slim people. You understand? Well, in this yeah. part of our world, we feel like, okay, well, fat people, they have respect. You, anywhere you enter, they don't even see because you are big, they respect you. And then the ones that are small, they'll be like, ah, it's a small baby. I go to a lot of places, so hello, baby. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Do I look like your baby? Oh, hold on, Elena. So are you saying you have been a victim of body marginalization or body shaming before? Are you saying something about your own personal experience? Yeah, Mainly for me, is this babyish? People look at me as babyish. Do you understand? Not about body marginalization. Yes, not body shaming. A lot of people prefer that. I prefer sleep people to fat people. Fat people used to yeah. do this that. But you see somebody calling, you don't know me from Adam, bro. They're calling me baby. Am I your baby? Seriously? <laughs> That's mainly the word I've always experienced. You understand? Yes. I think it's more cool when you just see somebody just call the person baby because you feel like the person is has a small baby face and then the person is a baby. I have a name. I am a lady. Excuse me, lady. I'm like, oh, you are a, a, a baby. I'm not a baby. Ask me of my name. It's not right where people do it. But we have to at least enlighten people and look for ways to correct people when they do that. Oh, very interesting. That's actually a good one to leave. Okay, so now you're saying that some people have actually made you victims to that in the past and all. And you know you said something earlier about some people having low self-esteem, not being confident about their body. So in that manner, I'd like to ask you, have you been able to overcome that kind of situation? For instance, when people call you baby, do you fled at them back? Do you feel bad? Do you feel insecure? Or how do you respond to it? Yeah, a lot of times I look at the person saying it and I know how to respond to the person. If you are somebody that is learning, I'll stay, I'll correct immediately. That's my um, principle. I'll correct immediately. Don't do that. It's not right. But if I feel like you are somebody that, if I tell you, start arguing, I keep it to myself. Do you understand? You don't explain to somebody yeah. that you just strength to explain and the person will say I give it to you. I'd rather ignore you. Call the baby to yourself. My name is not baby. If you want to, if you want to um, get to me, if you know my name, call me. Or do you understand? Ask me my name. I will ignore you. Or if I feel like this person is reasonable enough to understand what I'm trying to say, I will explain. I don't, I just smile. Sometimes I just smile and get to it. I'm like, wow, I don't blame you. It's, it's, it's the baby face of a thing. So it's a privilege, self. I have a baby face and put me baby. So if you are the type that was going to understand, I was playing. But if you are not, I know you and live. That's how I cook okay. it. Right? So in that manner, for instance, I think you have actually been able to overcome the challenges. So what would you say to someone out there that is probably being body shamed due to their body size? 
their color or something else, what would your advice be to them? Because people have different ways of responding to people. So people can even get physical and yeah. violent. So what would you advise people generally out there facing body shaming or body marginalization? Yeah, some people feel like our bust could solve the problem. You get so to me, just like I told you, I look at the person before I respond. I would advise each and individual people that are fat body shame. I entered the vehicle, they like the guy was like, No, come to this side. This lady is too fat. I don't want her to press me down. Who just smiled and the lady does not have any issue. Others will be like, uh-uh, what is it? You don't want to enter, give the boss, blah blah blah. I can keep a positive attitude about it. If you feel like the person will understand, appeal to the person's emotion and try to explain. If the person understands, fine. If he doesn't understand, just ignore and move on. Hmm, you've said something very interesting today. So you're saying that people should respond positively and also appeal to the person's emotions. That is actually very, I like that a lot. I like that. So I also wanted to ask you, do you think body marginalization is a female gender thing or it's both sides? Do you think male also experience body marginalization? Yeah, I think female experience it more. I think so. And I know so. Though men experience it, do you understand? We're not like yeah. females. Take, for instance, a fat dude, he has a big tummy. If he's um, diplomatic, if he's charismatic, he has his friends and the flow. But if you see a lady of big tummy, big sizes, you see people, they might like her personality, but because of her physical stature, they'll be like, oh, I feel like that girl, but she's too fat. I used to have somebody that said that to me. I'm like, bro, what's up now? You and that girl say, ah, that girl is nice, sha. but she's too fat. Do you understand? So I feel yeah. ladies suffer more. If he, you see guys tell you, ah, I cannot marry a fat lady. Bruh, these people are not the one that created themselves. Fine, you don't like, but please keep it to yourself. Don't make the person feel like, oh God, why did you create me so fat? You understand? So I feel like mm-hmm. the female gender suffers it more than the male gender. If you see the female gender, if you are fat as a man, the man would be like, go and reduce you. You are too fat. I look for a skinny lady outside. Do you understand? But for a guy, if he has something nice, ladies will go rub his tummy and get what they want. And he's married, he has his kids, and he's living his life. I don't know if you get my point. So I feel the female gender suffers it more than the male gender. Okay, maybe we should just hold on and leave the male gender for now. Okay, so you said you're an engineer, a civil engineer, by the way. Okay, so in your career and in your field or your industry, do you experience the same issue? Have you been a victim there? In fact, that's that's main thing, exactly. A lot. You know, seeing a lady engineer, you understand? Like the introduce that this is engineer. Somebody will be like, ah, baby, how are you? I'm like, I am your boss. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I once worked with one of my boss in one place like this. It's a federal college, you get. He was yeah. not always around. I was the engineer on site, and then I managed the project. So a guy came to ask for something, a digger actually, from our site. I saw this dude, I was like, what are you looking for? Can I help you? Bro passed me or went inside. He went to go and meet the workers. I kept quiet. I was doing my own thing. He now came back again. People that I went to me now told him that that is our guy. Go and meet her. 
you know, he came back on like, hey, I'm very sorry, engineer. I didn't know you had the engineer. And I'm like, no, it's not your fault. It's no problem. It's part of it. I just smiled at it and I left. Today, me and that guy were very close friends. We were very good friends. Now He's an engineer on another side too. Do you understand? But he just came yeah. there to ask me something. That one passed. The ladies in the school, the, the painter were employed for that project. You know, when you are finished painting, because it's a school environment, the ladies needed some buckets to use. So I came to site. I was like, she just crossed me. I'm like, hello, can I help you? What are you looking for? She just looked me like this. I'm like, she went inside. She went to go and look for that painter. The man she met directed her back to me. Do you understand? So she was yeah. like, ah, madam, I'm very sorry. I said, no, it's not your problem. It's my own, <laughs> it's not your fault. At least, at least I look like one of your students, Abby. He said, no, she's not like that. I said, don't, you don't need to explain. I was calling you gently, talk to me. It felt like, ah, maybe he's one of our students. Said, what is she doing here? Maybe she came to visit the workouts. So a lot of times, recently I was in, in a site. The guys, they told them that this is your new uh, guy and blah, blah, blah. The guy was looking at me. I'm like, in, in his mind, like, this one, my guy. <laughs> the next day, he just saw me and said, hello, baby. I'm like... What is wrong with this person? Like, actually, I just looked at him and answered him because the day before I was introduced to them, like, this person that you're going to be working with, give her the maximum respect. In fact, at the construction industry, it's more than every time. Sometimes, if I feel like explaining to you, you don't want to listen, I ignore you. I want you to come back to your senses and know that what you're, what you're doing is not right. But if I feel like you can understand, I will speak to you to appeal to your emotions and know that you're supposed to correct what you did. So, in fact, the construction industry, ladies too, when it comes to construction, people don't really look at them as, okay, they say, a woman, they did us, that kind of stuff. Well, we survive, we're hard, we're, we're strong, we meet up the task. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> That's very amazing. This, this, has, this has actually been lovely. I like the fact and I like your response to these people. Sometimes you just ignore them. Sometimes you appeal to emotions. Sometimes you try to make them understand. And those that are not even willing to listen, you just, okay, they'll come back and realize their senses. Okay. That has actually been a very, very good one. I really appreciate that. So let's leave our topic aside. Let's just have a porn. So I like to ask, like, what is the craziest thing so far that you have done in life? Tell me something crazy you've done so far, just to our audience. One thing about me, I should let you know, is I like traveling a lot. Like I like seeing places, places, meeting people, how to do their stuffs. You know, they say traveling is part of education, and I believe that. So. This particular day is very, is, it was really crazy because I never budgeted that kind of stuff that happened. I was okay. traveling from Benin to Lagos. I calculated the time I'm going to spend. I left Benin two o'clock with the mind that probably six, if breakfast fast, we arrived in Lagos at six. By, by seven, I should be at home. We left Benin, oh, we got to this, um, where they have this Ignator University. We saw some traffic on the road. We feel like it's just something very light that we live there. Along the way, our, our tire got some issues and we had to fix it. We demand that probably before they finish fixing it, we'll be cleared. We're done with that. We enter the vehicle, say moving, crawling like snail gradually. Just anybody in the vehicle, just in. We came out like the whole office. We came out, we started trekking. 
Mm -hmm. My dear, tracks one hour. Vekwa has not met us. We have to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> For another one hour. Yes, we came back again. You know, you know when I arrived Lagos, I left too. From Benin, I arrived Lagos 4 a.m. in the morning. There was something that happened at Ure. Probably there was an accident between a truck and something like that. So the road was blocked. My sister was calling, where are you? I never budgeted that kind of... You know when you're receiving call as if you have committed an offense for traveling, and then it's not mm -hmm. your fault, you can't help it. Nobody planned for you, nobody bought anything. Everybody was stranded. If you see somebody, I'll give you water, you'll be happy. You will not say, no, I will not drink, because you don't know when you're going to arrive where you're going to. So we got to close to Lagos around um, four, um, 2 a.m. We had to just fetch. Because some of these Fulanis that's... Um, what's it called? Abokis that sell Mishai and Shawama along the road. That's saw water, they will bought water. My dear, me I like traveling. From that day onwards, I swore that I will never pass. I will never leave. I'm going to, in the afternoon again. I got to the house, I got to Lagos 4 a.m. Before I got to the house around 6. We got to beggar. I had to stop there. Everybody, just hold your bag very well. You know now, they might just pull your bag and run away. Hold your bag very well. I was just looking. I'm like, who sent me a message? I would have stayed and left the next morning, but I said, like, I'm gonna make it. It was very crazy, but <laughs> I cannot, I cannot forget that day. Wow, wow. Okay, this is this is really, really amazing, and I'm sure our audience out there have actually learned something from your crazy experience. Well, it was really an interesting one. I could imagine like even thinking about insecurities and all and everything. But yeah, I hope you actually find your passion back for traveling. So in that manner, I'd like to thank you for being on our episode today. Once more, Engineer Elinor Etekumechikotem. It was really amazing to have you. And finally, before we end, to our audience, this is Once More Pods Ninja, our unscripted virtual episode. If you're interested in having a session or a meet with us, you can follow us on Instagram at Pods Ninja. You can also check out our website at Pods Ninja or any of our social media handle. It was good to have you guys here. Thank you for listening.
Thank you.